1960s, Springfield was most well-known for its packs of wild hounds, the wildest of which was named the Boonville Boys, who hung out on Boonville and barked up quite a ruckus right here in Doggy, Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive wow. from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm former Boonville boy, Andy Carr. <laughs> you were one of those hounds. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I see the resemblance. <laughs> and I'm Dan Howell. And uh, Andy, I'm, I'm not very rested. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you need to see your doctor? Maybe get some Ambien or something? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should stop the show right now so I can have myself a little rest. Because I, well... I, I don't even know that that would work, Andy. <laughs> Why Be- not? Because the reason for which I'm not resting. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. It's because I haven't eaten at all the restaurants here in our fine city of Springfield, Missouri, Andy. That seems like a normal condition, though. That seems like uh-huh. something just about everyone in town could say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is there like a reason that you want to do that? Is it keeping you up at night? Well, it. I mean... It's our show's mission statement, and Man, it, I don't uh, remember that big statement since the, when we started the show. Uh, very start of the show. Did we been? have a mission statement when we started the show? <laughs> I think it was. Uh, let's just try this out, see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm still kind of on that path too, but it's it's just really causing me a lot of uh, unrest. You know, just speaking of that, Dan. That was 99 episodes ago. Oh, my God. This is episode 99. 99 bottles of episode (laughs) on the wall, folks. The wall being your RSS feed. Yes. Your ears. Yeah. And uh, more. If you're you're a Tower Club listener, only $5 a month Mm -hmm. gets you uh, two exclusive Tower Club episodes with all the really good content better content than these episodes even and honestly more if uh you count the episodes that i have deleted from the feed <laughs> yeah. such as jeffrey's dry toast uh-huh. hour uh-huh which no longer exists in yep. the feed absolutely that one's gone and guess what the erstwhile host of jeffrey's dry toast hour jeffrey carr my brother uh-huh. it's his birthday today as we're recording wow. this wow hbd Jeffrey. Do you remember how old he is? No. <laughs> he's probably in his... I, I know mean, how old he is, Dan. You're, so you're his older brother. That's right. So he's early 40s. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I'm 33. He's 41. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, I'm 34. I just remembered yeah. I did have a <laughs> yeah, birthday. I was about to say. I was like, I'm that, 34. That right. He's 41. Somehow he's still the younger brother, though. Wow. Birthdays so close together. Uh-huh. Six days. Six days apart. What a bummer. I was fine. Our parents were pretty good about it. We never had to do joint parties or anything. Never. No joint parties. I mean, unless you want to talk about what we did at those (laughs) parties. you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) freaking the 420 party. (laughs) Yeah, me and Jeffrey. (laughs) Yeah, well, absolutely. (laughs) Big 420 bros. Uh Yes, absolutely. Always (laughs) always down at the head shop, Jeffrey. (laughs) I see him at the the, anyway that, that cool stuff store. Just to be clear, since we are both educators... This is a big lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not our lifestyles big at all. Big old bit. <laughs> big old jokey bit, Andy. Speaking of jokey bits, uh-huh. we got new socials, Andy. We, yeah, <laughs> what's the deal with that? Okay, so I was just, you know, killing time on Twitter, and then all of a sudden I noticed Spring Food Mo has has a Twitter again. Oh, really? You know, we, we shut it down 
at like three weeks into the show or something uh-huh. because hey, there was no followers and it was yeah. pointless. Still isn't. Just more work. <laughs> um, but there's a, a Twitter account showed up this week. Do you know yeah. anything about no, this? No, I saw this too and these these tweets. There. I mean, you obviously run the Instagram account. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, you could if you wanted. Uh, well... <laughs> I'm pretty disconnected from all of it, uh, especially this here Twitter account, Andy. Uh-huh. I I, uh, I noticed it, at first it even had our Twitter handles, both of us, uh-huh. in the bio, and now those are gone. Why so is that? I think it's gained full sentience, and I think that there was just enough room to paste a Spotify link in there oh. if you removed our Interesting. <laughs> uh, Twitter handles in Couldn't there. could go to tinyurl or anything? Uh, I don't know anything about We're that. Just rely I, on springfoodpod.com, which from there has links to all of the I mean, separate services. Maybe the uh, Twitter user isn't uh, super well, comfortable with it even being connected to our personal Twitters. I, yeah, I don't know how it started anyway. I don't know that I was on board with it. <laughs> I, I certainly wasn't. Well, okay, so we don't know how it got, got there. No. Yeah, I'm sure we're not going to explore that any further at any point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can only assume it's a Dan Chilton, Kelsey, mm-hmm. just one of our, you know, patented spring food mo. Kelsey, super fans. always getting in our business. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone, Kelsey. Leave you know it what? alone. I don't know if uh, I don't know if her Instagram is uh, public or anything. Always posting cute dog pics. <laughs> We've advertised on behalf of Rescue One before for Kelsey, but mm-hmm. uh, she's always posting photos of dogs who need to be adopted. Wow! Like, do I need a doggy? She should. We should have a spinoff show. Uh, Rescue Two? No, Spring Dog Mo. <laughs> Spring Dog Mo. <laughs> and she talks about all the dogs in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> and rates them. <laughs> this is a kind of a phenomenon, Dan. It's I've, I've had multiple people reach out to me and say, hey, "Can you help me start a podcast?" And then I go through and like tell them everything you have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, eh, never mind. Yep. <laughs> The thing is, we make it seem really easy because mm-hmm. uh, it should be. Yeah, and we, be. I think we make it seem fun, and that's just our uh, acting prowess, really. <laughs> that's, just, that's just your and I's theater training. So, A couple different times, Dan has announced he's going to leave. Leaving, he's leaving Springfield for Broadway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and then I found out that it was just uh, Broadway Street here in uh, Springfield that I had <laughs> gotten a job performing that show on uh so still unclear where exactly on broadway street but uh come catch me out there some night right by the Uh, recycling center i'm gonna be i think fiddling on a roof i don't know i i can't really remember that was vague (laughs) (laughs) oh boy you seem like you got something you're prepared to say here dan i I mean i've got all sorts of things i'm prepared to say here i I, all sorts of things things. Uh, i don't know on the Spring Food Mo Twitter, did you see that uh, they've been retweeting Ethan Foreheads? Uh, I have seen that. He's getting out there with that good food content. I'm keeping my mouth shut about Ethan Foreheads. <laughs> if anybody knows Ethan Foreheads, we got to get him on the show. Oh, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Why He's not? He's got that good, good food content, uh-huh. Andy. And I, I hear he's a good guy from the expression on your face. <laughs> I'm hearing your face loud and clear saying he's a cool dude and, and you'd like to have him on the show. So, uh, Listen, we've never had anyone on the show in any way affiliated uh, with KY3 blinky who winky. has definitely not told me anything uh-huh. about uh, any of the anchors. 
Oh, cool. So uh, it's episode 99 here. Where where'd we eat at this week, Andy? <laughs> we ate at Nearly Famous Deli. Wow. We've had multiple people on the show that are affiliated with KY3, by the way. <laughs> if you know this, Dan. Um, Many friends of mine. I don't pay attention to their credentials, Andy. I just see them all as uh, superstar star guests. And I really don't know anything about Ethan Foreheads, to be clear. I heard one strange story about a Star Wars movie that just made me feel... It's such a funny story that I actually can't tell on Mike, and I'll tell you off Mike later. Please do. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> anyway, Nearly Famous Deli. How about Nearly Famous Deli? I don't know. How about it? I guess we should learn something about it, huh? Sure. First actual produced bio segment in uh, a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Glad to be back at it, despite not listening to this one mm-hmm. before. Yeah, I did send it to you. Uh, yeah. I, it wouldn't open. Then I forgot about it. <sighs> Susie Dunville Powell lived in 12 cities growing up, and in each of the cities, she and her father would explore the local delicatessens to find the best sandwich in town. At age 11, Susie, who back then was Susie Huber, decided that one day she wanted to open a delicatessen of her own and make the best sandwiches in town, whatever town she wound up in. Of course, Susie wound up in Springfield, Missouri, pretty soon after having graduated with a food and nutrition degree from Mizzou in the mid-1970s. A deli wasn't her first culinary business venture, however. Susie and partner Chuck Dunville opened a restaurant in the MSU area called The Trilogy, but they were forced to close it when their landlord decided to renovate the old building. After that, though, Susie finally made her childhood delicatessen dream an adult delicatessen reality. Susie and Chuck opened a Nearly Famous Delicatessen on November 1st, 1976. The original Nearly Famous was located at 1828 South Kentwood, which until that point had been a residential duplex. Today that building is, well, it's gone. That spot is now a parking lot for Plaza Towers. There's more to that story. We'll get to it. The aesthetic of the old dining area was very important to Susie and Chuck. They sought to create a warm, inviting, romantic space and did so by filling the room with items collected from all around the region. A Newsleader article from April 1977 described the decor as a mix of comfortable old pieces, real antiques, tastefully chosen photos, drawings and prints, an old radio, a ditto high chair, macrame slings holding proliferating plants, and a most marvelous medley of straight ladder and pattern block chairs. To achieve that romantic atmosphere, Susie and Chuck's restaurant featured low lighting from table lamps, some antique, and others designed and manufactured by friends. They bought a used enamel deli case from the 1930s to display their meats, cheeses, bagels, and desserts, even though in the 70s a stainless steel deli case would have been more in fashion. And those bagels, by the way, are still believed by some to have been the first good bagels available in Springfield. Susie had them shipped in from St. Louis. She liked to say that up until she intervened, Springfield had been a wonderbread town. Nearly Famous became a neighborhood staple because Susie got to know her customers well. 
employees would call out the first names of everyone who ordered a meal when their food was ready, a practice recalled by Susie from the days of sandwich hunting with her dad. Nearly Famous encouraged diners to invent their own sandwiches, and many of those eventually became popular menu items. A question Susie would get a lot was, what's with the name Nearly Famous? Many people assumed it was a play on the actually famous, famous delicatessen in New York City, but the story was uh, quite a bit different than that. Susie had once seen a bumper sticker that read, I'm nearly famous, and it just stuck with her. When she and Chuck were brainstorming ideas, it just popped into her head and they went with it. It just felt right. From city stride. Away from the city life. At some point, Chuck left the picture and Susie was running the business on her own, a single mother of two just killing it, apparently. In the mid-80s, Susie's parents moved to town to help. Her dad, uh, also named Charles, liked to refer to himself as the deli's not-so-silent partner. Pretty soon after starting the business, Susie saw an opportunity to expand and start catering events. She was one of the first people in the city to really do that, and a few years later, it had become a competitive market with dozens of businesses vying to provide food for local events. And speaking of local events, on top of raising kids and running a restaurant and catering business, Susie Dunville-Powell was also a prolific volunteer at the local organizations. She helped put together many fundraising events for Ozarks Public Television. She was the head of the food department in the early days of ArtsFest back in the mid-80s, and she also helped put together the Festival of Lights. That may not sound familiar, but uh, was, and I guess still is, those huge lit-up snowflakes that hang from streetlights during winter. Apparently, those lights drew a couple hundred thousand tourists each year during the 90s and injected $8 million into the local economy. So, wow, way to go, Susie Dunville-Powell and whoever else was responsible for that. I always liked looking at those lights when I was a kid. Susie ran Nearly Famous Deli for 30 years straight. In January 2006, she finally retired, selling the business to another woman, Nancy Miller. Longtime chef George Mickelson stayed on board to make sure the transition went smoothly, and by most accounts, it has, except for one uh, major exception. Just a few months after Nancy Miller took over Nearly Famous Deli, the building caught fire when a freezer malfunctioned and was irreparably damaged. Nancy was undeterred and reopened Nearly Famous in a new space in the Brentwood area, where it still is today. When you walk into Nearly Famous Deli, sadly, you won't see many of the carefully curated artifacts chosen by Susie Dunville Powell back in the 1970s. Most of them were lost in the fire, but you'll still see an important and awesome indicator of Susie's legacy there. Art on the walls, paintings and photos by local artists. Early on, Susie partnered with local arts organizations to constantly have new work by people around town hanging on the walls of her restaurant. And that's a tradition carried on by Nancy Miller to this day. After 44 years in business, I think it's safe to say that Nearly Famous Deli and Pasta House is, uh, you know, pretty well known. 
Wow, Dan, did you learn anything? <laughs> I learned a few <laughs> things, Andy. I and it's just it's so special to me that they were operating as famous deli for so long and then downgraded it to nearly famous. Oh gosh. Uh, that's that's really just I guess I, we better shows a lot of <laughs> peel back the curtain and reveal that Dan has not yet heard it. <laughs> no. No, still haven't heard it, but I am I am going to hear it in the produced version that comes out. I'm very excited to. I will say that this was kind of hard to uh research because Susie Dunville Powell had several name changes and also apparently she went by Suze S U Z E. That's cool. Because I she her volunteer work was so prolific. That's right, Dan. This is a person that did a lot for the community and wow. seems really cool. She no longer owns it. And a woman named Nancy Miller, about which I could about whom I could find almost nothing. Sure. Owns it now. But she also seems pretty, pretty common cool. name. Yeah. Anyway, um Suze <laughs> Dunville <laughs> yes. Howell. Powell. Powell. Not yes, Howell. Not Howell. Uh I I thought I was done. And then I Googled Suze once I saw that. And there were like, no exaggeration, a hundred more articles because oh. she was on several boards and her name would constantly be mentioned in the paper. So she was a really active member of wow. the community in the 80s and 90s. And just because I want to talk about this, Dan, I'm going to repeat something that was in the bio. You know those lit up snowflakes that hang from the... Oh, street yeah. lights in the winter. Uh-huh, absolutely. Festival of Lights, organized in part by Susie Dunville Howell. Wow. Powell. Powell. Did uh so was she also responsible for getting them on the Plaza Tower there? Uh-huh. She put every single one up on her own. Wow. Uh-huh. That's really With special. With just ladders. I I really like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With just ladders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of want you to get in, <laughs> into this a little more. There were no other tools used. No. So just she's, ladders. She's very strong. And it took more than one ladder to complete. Because it seems like pretty much a one ladder task if it's a one person. You but sound like somebody who's not, hung, ladders. who's not hung up a lit snowflake hey, before. You caught me. You caught me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Got me dead to rights. Andy. Isn't that cool, though? What do you think about That's those? That's very cool. I love those, and, and I love the ones on the Plaza Tower specifically. I think they should leave them up year-round. Uh, <laughs> it's just the dead of summer. Yeah. Just August, the full-on dog days. <laughs> well, it, would, like, it would remind me of cool times. Sun's not down to like 9.30, and the, the air is like heavy as a heavy as bricks I think on we your need skin. to celebrate. Look up and just see a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> now... Go ahead. Say what you're going to well, say. Well, first of all, um, it provides me with a very adequate representation as a snowflake myself. <laughs> and I think that we should celebrate <laughs> all seasons at all times, Andy. Uh, we need fall stuff up. We need spring stuff up. Summer. It, need I go on with seasons? <laughs> <laughs> need I name more? This sounds way too much like we're going to be into an, yet another un- unwanted uh, by listeners, Animal Crossing segment. <laughs> oh, no. Which we absolutely no, will no, not. No, we no, did that before that. the mics went on. Maybe we should just do a whole Animal Crossing bonus episode so only what the, an original uh, idea. big dumb nerds can <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> okay, so one more thing. I used to play shows at Lindbergh's, which you definitely won't hear anything more about that show mm-hmm. in the near future, or mm-hmm. that place in the near future mm-hmm. on this show. And uh, after... I don't know if they still do the Festival of Lights, Dan, where those are still up. I think you noticed them somewhere, but they used to be all over town. Sure. Those 
lit up snowflakes that hang from streetlights. Um, Lindbergh's got a hold of one of those and put it on the back of the stage. Ooh, and so cool. it's huge. Yeah. And it was so hot. Oh. I, I was used to, you know, I was always like the singer when I would play there. And so I was the furthest away of anyone. And you would still sweat in the middle of winter because the lights were so hot. And it was, the drummer would be back right up against Dang. it. And you just see the drummers just sweat pouring. And it's already a really, you know, in, intensely uh, kinesthetic instrument to play. You know, drums. Yeah, I mean, that's how I always describe it uh-huh. <laughs> when asked to describe the drums. Uh, an extremely <laughs> kinesthetic <laughs> instrument. <laughs> oh, I got to cool it with this stuff. <laughs> I got to sound like more normal. Are you telling me Brant ended up with a snowflake shaped burn on his back? Yeah. Oh, my God. It might have been Danny. I don't know. I, I think I played there with both of them. Oh, wait, I did play a show there as a drummer. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a drummer in a very bad band called uh, Cousins. Uh huh. Yes. And I played. I played. I don't. I can't play drums. That's the thing you need to know. That I was a drummer at <laughs> this band. And I can't play the drums. First things first. And I also wore an avatar mask. I was shirtless with an avatar mask sure. for that show. The Airbender or the uh, Pandora? Oh, Pandora. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This is a pointless story because that was Halloween and they didn't have the snowflake up. <laughs> my my Halloween costume was shirtless. With the Pandora mask uh-huh. on. Those but were no good old there. times. Nothing connecting it to the original. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> the city of the story. <laughs> anyway. Cool, man. We almost <laughs> we almost got into a review five minutes into the episode like we, we used to. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we, quite, though. I, I was planning on this one being a pretty short one. but uh, Why? Uh, <laughs> got stuff to do today? <laughs> I Boy, do I, Andy. I got to get out there and enjoy this sunshine. Recording on a beautiful sunny saturday uh, I no, and uh no, nothing bad going on in the world uh <laughs> d- definitely not unprecedented historic times well precedent they're fairly precedented, precedented. Yeah. yeah oh let's talk about <laughs> deli food i guess um, andy what's your history with nearly famous deli i had been there once before earlier this year and i actually didn't eat anything i just met somebody there to talk and i had a uh, a whiskey dan mm. and uh mm. It was kind of an interesting vibe in there. I, I didn't realize at the time that this the new location was only from like 10 years ago-ish or 14, I guess, because it feels like uh, it's from the 80s. Like it very much has like banisters, like metal banisters and stuff. And like, yeah, weirdly, I had no idea of this like place's existence, uh-huh. even though it had been there for sure. so long. And I, I mean, I'm over there fairly often. I mean, I guess mostly to like go to a vintage stock or one of the other little stores out in that shopping mall area. But it's a big fan of Tuesday morning. Just loves cruising up to Tuesday morning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. Tuesday morning. It's also a, sh- a store there called Good Feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My favorite store there. <laughs> um, so very weird that I didn't notice that Nearly Famous Deli was right next to it because uh-huh. um, I lurk outside Good Feet uh an inordinate amount i would say <laughs> enough to be asked to leave a few feet, times your feet are not good enough to be in here sir <laughs> yes, well that's the problem they have i keep on pressing my foot up like on the glass <laughs> <laughs> and they're like hey man come on is that this good feet only your Wait, feet's mediocre at best sevens out of ten or higher <laughs> yes, get out of here yeah. you five yeah yeah i'm well i'm trying i'm trying to up my foot game <laughs> it just hasn't happened yet Hmm. 
Let's segue naturally here from talking about feet to talking uh-huh. about food. Okay. Dan. So let's uh, start with uh, some soups and salads. All right. You tried a salad today. I sure did, Andy. I just ate it right in front of you. I know. That's you why I brought it up, me. dude. You watched me eat it. Uh-huh. I, I got to say, Andy. I wasn't in disbelief that you ate a salad. Well, you seem pretty questioning about it. You're really grilling me here you about the salad. You certainly ate half the salad, and I uh-huh. know this because I ate the other half. Andy, I thought that that was a pretty good salad. It was good, yeah. The, I So I ordered the salad. They asked if I wanted onions and croutons. And onions and croutons are the only thing on the salad. Yeah. It's just it's just lettuce, no lettuce and croutons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess it I I had the option to order a just lettuce salad with the dressing, but I thought it you know it was a nice vinaigrette dressing, mm-hmm. not like too uh sharp of like a acidic flavor. It. Yeah, but not crazy mm-hmm. to where it like feels like it's burning your teeth. My best example of that is of course Pasta Express. I feel that their salad is a real acid bomb and uh why do you go there still you've talked it so many times about how you don't like it i i never go to pasta express but uh, at my many jobs that i've had over the course of the show it's often catered in oh i see so, uh, so i still i still enjoy it every once in a while that whether it be at the sawmill uh the public pool that i lifeguard at currently uh, the old paper shredding factory, the uh, window blinds shredding factory, <laughs> shredding window blinds. So you have all these jobs concurrently? No, no, I've had them over the course of the show. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm a bit of a journeyman uh, worker employee. Sure. Yes, yeah. So, uh, so you're currently working where? Uh, currently, I am working at the Tube Sock Refinery. Okay. Uh, that's where you, you know, you donate your old tube socks uh, back to the refinery. And uh-huh. then obviously, they patch them up and then they sell them back at a premium. Oh, that's cool. So, and this is separate from where you live at Auto. So, you don't work at AutoZone. You just rent a big tire. No, and I, I'm out of AutoZone. Oh, where I, you I'm, I'm out of there. Those guys got tired of me real quick. Because, I, I, you know, I got a morning routine, and it's it gets it gets a little loud sometimes. What are you doing? Uh, I'm hammering wood together, <laughs> getting ready <laughs> for the day. I, you know, you never know when you're going to need a couple pieces of wood just smashed together throughout your day. Uh, but I'm, I'm living at the Walgreens now, oh, okay. uh, and inside the walls, are they green? Is it green in there? <laughs> wow. Antique master of your craft. <laughs> yes, I do. What do well, Yes. I live inside the walls. It is green in there. And that is all the questions that I will be taking great. about my living space right now. Living in a Walgreens. <laughs> that's a lot of pill access, my man. Oh yes. And, uh, I've, I've showed a lot of. I don't know what it's called. Restraint mm-hmm. uh, in only taking like 10, 20 pills at a time. <laughs> what kind of pills? <laughs> uh, well, my favorite is, you know, um, come in like five, six different colors, have a little S on them. Also, the, the, <laughs> the M ones are good, too. Um, wait, 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 uh, do these taste good? They're having every like a once chalky? in a while, I'll have a roll of like smart pills. Um <laughs> Or uh, these taste good. 
I mean, the smart pills, no. The the S pills, yes. The M pills, if they have peanuts in them, do. <laughs> but it's all the same result. And what's uh, the result? Big big brain power, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you can feel yourself getting smarter when you eat these little pills. Oh, absolutely. You it chew may- them up. You just swallow them whole, or I well, dainty. I mean. It, it, use as directed you know you you read the package um and one just says to taste the rainbow so uh I'd, sometimes i'll chew those sometimes i'll swallow i'm whole sometimes i won't even open up the bag andy uh and, and the point is i thought the salad was pretty good <laughs> i thought the croutons were pretty good they might have been baked even yeah. uh the onion was a nice uh just red onion real thinly cut real lovely salad andy i gotta say <laughs> would get again yeah it was really tasty yeah i'd say that the salad was uh, probably the top thing that i tasted of the things we had just today uh-huh. uh, we'll, we'll get into that but uh cool yeah the, the only salad i tried was a salad i tried with you however we both did get to try a few different soups Ooh, we, we kind of sure ran did, the andy. soup gamut oh boy did we and uh long time listeners will know that there's a Pretty famous segment called Danny Snacks, uh-huh. where uh, I'll bring you a mystery item from a restaurant here in Springfield, Missouri, and you'll try and guess what it is. <laughs> and this week, we went full Dandy Snacks and did it both ways, yeah. Andy. It, it, the funny thing about that, you know what? I should throw the theme in. Why not just you throw in the Dandy should. Snacks theme, which I spent hours putting together, uh-huh. and we did once. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like our best bits. I don't even remember the theme, so I'm going to find out what that theme was Uh and throw it in right here. Danny snacks are in my ears and in my mouth. You know, because you're eating Danny snacks. You know, something like that. I don't know. Either way, have a good day. Uh, Good job, both of you guys, especially Dan. Um, Love the podcast, but mostly Dan's podcast. Boy, it wasn't a good theme, Andy. <laughs> I'm vaguely remembering that maybe you sang it and then I added yes. music to it. Yeah, okay, you added a little right. bass line behind it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's one of my favorites, really. <laughs> okay, well, I think you, did you try two soups or one? Or I, just try I tried one? one soup. Okay, so today you brought me a soup. So dandy snacks, dandy snacks, oh, dandy snacks. <laughs> now we have an updated mix of the song. That's great. Uh. And it was pretty immediately apparent that this was, in fact, a chicken uh-huh. noodle yep. soup. Yeah, you got that. Yours was a little easier than mine. Yes. I got to say, I like the... Ugh. I must say, I like mm-hmm. the broth. <laughs> Get a gotta. Get a gotta say, I gotta. <laughs> say, I like the broth. You should just... What's a different word for say? I gotta declare. I gotta declare. I, 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 got, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta declare. I must report uh-huh. to you that there were there were three chunks of canned chicken uh-huh. in this, so it barely qualifies as a chicken noodle soup. Not enough chicken, really. What about the noodles? I'm getting to it. <laughs> getting to the noodles. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to talk about chicken noodle soup and just skip over the noodles? Hey, Andy. 99 episodes in, I've heard you talk about chicken noodle soup a whole bunch of times, and you never once mention the noodles and any of our listeners can go back and <laughs> hear for themselves or that they, they can even check out the uh, uh the our notion page uh, so I, i'm going to dispute the veracity of that claim 31 minutes 31 seconds i'm disputing the veracity of that claim i want to i want to note it in the wiki dan chilton <laughs> yes please that yeah. i am disputing the fact that i have in fact reviewed uh-huh 
chicken noodle soup before. I don't think I have. Well, first dispute it in the notion. And then later, whenever the Wikipedia is okay. done and our full episode listing is finished, well, dispute Dan, it anyway. there. Here's the chicken noodle scoop, Dan. Wow, Andy. I repositioned my body. Uh-huh. To yeah, say that. absolutely. <laughs> I thought of it 10 seconds ago and immediately ignored what you were saying. It's like, I can't wait to say this. <laughs> Andy got up from the couch, <laughs> stood on his office chair. <laughs> Did a full Tony Hawk 720 uh-huh. as I uh, was, I jumped off. And then I, when I got down, I said, here's the chicken noodle. Scoop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope, I hope the microphone caught the stereo effect in oh, your yeah. voice better Doppler. that time than it did the first time. Yes. Uh-huh. Doppler. Excuse Speaking me. Speaking of KY3. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> They've got the live digital Doppler radar. I heard that they don't have that anymore. Is that true? They tear the Doppler down. The day Did they, tear the they d- tore the Doppler okay. down. Well, now we're venturing into <laughs> Taco's Bill territory anymore. <laughs> Again. Anyway, um, chicken noodle scoop. Here's uh-huh. the thing: uh, huge lasagna noodles yeah. in the soup. Big boys opened it and immediately noticed that, like the entire top, the the entire top layer of this was a big old lasagna uh-huh. noodle. <laughs> Had never seen anything like Absolutely. this before. This was a daily special, which kind of makes sense because I don't think. This is not a normal way to make chicken noodle soup. Yeah, must add some extra lasagna noodles. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't seem like it was that bad. No, like, it was okay. I, I was, would have a lasagna noodle in a chicken noodle soup, I guess. There were some, you know, round slices of carrots in there, some onions and some celery. And it was very salty. It was mostly just salty and oily. And the broth was fine. I like the broth. Wish it had been more chicken. Once the chicken was gone, I was like, what's the point of this? So I don't want to just eat soggy lasagna sure. noodles. It's not the texture is not the same. It's not what you look for. At least what I look for with the chicken noodle soup. So, um, yeah, didn't care for it, Dan. What do you think your soup was that I brought for you? Oh, boy, Andy. I immediately noticed a pretty que- creamy quality to it. Had a little uh, cheese, yellow cheese melted right there on the top. Little bacon bit peeking out. I knew before I even tasted it that it was a loaded potato something or other. I'm going to go loaded potato chowder specifically. Oh, not chowder. No chowder. Just, just soup. soup. Just, just loaded soup. potato soup. It just had like a... I, whenever I was tasting it, it really reminded me of like a clam chowder mm. flavor. But I'm I, sure they're made pretty I thought similar. about saying, no, Dan, that was a French onion bisque. <laughs> <laughs> something totally that different was tomato soup you had <laughs> uh, saying? i thought it was pretty lovely actually I, or lovely that's not a good describer for it it was creamy potato cheesy bacony soup just a little cup of it uh I don't want to go too far into my review, but I liked it better than the loaded potato salad that also came with that order. Uh, very similar items. I'd say the my biggest problem with both of them were the potatoes seemed like they were a little overdone. They were a little uh, crumbly. Uh, the The texture of them just wasn't wasn't to my liking. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, I thought the potato soup was perfectly fine. Real, real creamy, rich salty loaded potato soup okay salty seems to be a running theme with these soups yeah for sure i like salt but i guess my mine was pretty excessive no i I don't think that this one was wild i I really wasn't like i i certainly ate every bite of it okay it's pretty good 
Well, I tried another soup, but this was this is outside the Dandy Snacks purview. Mm-hmm. I ordered this for that myself. That segment's over now. It's over. We played the theme it's again. It's the end of a Dandy <laughs> Snack. <laughs> yep. I hope this segment never comes back. Yeah. Oh, well, now it's got to. <laughs> it's too good not to. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so I ordered some tomato soup for myself. Thick, chunky, and oily, Dan. So chunky. Tomato soup for the self. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I, mean, I don't have a popular, soul. So. <laughs> popular series of uh, uh, soup books. <laughs> <laughs> Just about a bunch of people cooking to make themselves feel better. Uh-huh. Not even make themselves feel better. Cooking for sustenance. Those, these books are boring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very. Dear Diary, tonight I was hungry, so I made some soup. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tomato soup for the self. <laughs> then I watched L.A. Law <laughs> and went to bed. How was it? It's good. They figured solve some laws. <laughs> oh, God. They solved some <laughs> laws. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's what lawyers do. They solve uh-huh. laws, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. They're like detectives. Laws are big questions, and they <laughs> solve them. <laughs> Johnny Constitution, law detective. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. He's just a, just a regular lawyer. He's just an attorney. Okay. There's these huge pieces of tomato, Dan, as well as some kind of like sliced up thick ridged vegetable, which I now realize is celery. Yeah, t- truly wild to me. You you uh, pulled out a piece of celery o- out of the uh, chicken noodle soup and asked me what it was. Yeah, what is this? Very clearly celery. <laughs> Maybe a little translucent. <laughs> Didn't have his original green color. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the celery and tomato soup was green, but then in the chicken noodle soup, I could tell it was the same thing because of the the sure. ridges, but it did not look the same. The translucence was unique to the uh, chicken noodle soup. Tell you one thing, celery, that don't belong in tomato soup, Andy. Mm, no. Uh, no, it certainly did not. Uh, <laughs> I did not like the soup at all, Dan. Not even a little bit. It's just a personal preference thing, but this was so peppery. I just straight up hated the texture of whatever that green vegetable was. You've had a bit of a pepper problem recently. That problem got solved a little bit later. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, we'll talk about it. Um, uh, it had the... I, I spent so much time talking about this mystery vegetable whenever I was writing my notes in this review. <laughs> I'm just going to read it Read it anyway. Uh, just straight up hated the texture of that green vegetable. It had, a, it had like a soft crunch uh, to it that I found so unpleasant. But it, it wasn't just that. It was the whole thing. The flavor of the broth was too intense for me. It wasn't exactly sour, but it gave me that same sort of involuntary puckery reaction whenever really? I tasted it. Uh, I kept going back to try this soup again, but I, I just didn't like it. It's, it's one of those things where I don't hold it against this place. It's definitely a unique preparation. I'm happy they're doing something different than other places are, but it is very much not for me. I'd, I'd like to try a different soup there for sure, except that I did... <laughs> And, and you just still didn't care soup. for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's not like the steak at that place a couple weeks ago, weeks ago where it was done badly, done so badly that uh, nobody would want to eat it. Uh, it was just that this particular variation of tomato soup wasn't for me. I like dipper soups, not meal soups. This is like something you get the chunks on a spoon and have to chew them up. It's not my favorite kind of soup, Dan. And I like soup that's soupy. It's kind of strange because... Tomato soup is kind of the quintessential soupy soup. Like, Bizarre. Even if there is any kind of chunk in it, it's just like a less pureed tomato texture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, tomato soup with any kind of floaty bits to me is is very strange. This was a uh, tomato soup for the sink. <laughs> wow. Did you write that down in your notes? No. Oh, that's off the dome. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that, Andy. 
All right. Should we get into our uh, entrees? Entree vous. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said that dumb nonsense. <laughs> well, well, we'll save sandwiches for last. So, Dan, why don't you hit us with uh, your non-sandwich entree? Oh, non-sandwich entree, Andy. Today your NSC. I went- yeah, my NSC. Uh, <laughs> today I went with the seafood quiche, Andy. You saw it right there in the box right next to that and I believe I salad. said, what is that? Is that my lasagna? <laughs> yes, you kept on asking if it was yours. I, I kept on assuring you it wasn't. Uh, Andy, not much of a description of this on the menu. It's got seafood in it. That's for sure. It's got cheese. It's got eggs. It's, it is, in fact, quiche. It's got a nice buttery crust, Andy. A bit of a seafood person, Dan. When I see food, I want to yep, eat it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Wow. Continue. That crust, Andy, pretty tasty, super buttery, nice texture to it. Didn't like get too soft, uh, at least in the upper ridge area there. I wonder what that's called, like the actual lip of the crust there. We'd have to ask Eleanor. Mm, Yeah. Eleanor, I wonder if she does a quiche. The crimp. I bet that that would, the crimp. Wow. I bet that. Big prairie crimpin. pie quiche. Yes, big crimpin' Andy. Yep. <laughs> yes. You're canceled. What? You're canceled for saying big crimpin'. Why? Because that I don't make the rules, Andy. You're just canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, the crust was really good. Big crimpin'. Yes, yes. yes. Where at? <laughs> the, the ocean in NYC. Yes. <laughs> no, they're on a boat in the video. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. New York City's not by the ocean at all. Yeah, but no, it's not. I've been. There's no ocean. Big pimping on the ocean. <laughs> Is that how you wish shrimpin'. it went? <laughs> yes. Big shrimping. Yeah, I th- I'm sure that that's never been done. So let me ask you. There was seafood in your quiche. Would you say that your quiche was big shrimping? Um, I would not, in fact, say that it was big shrimpin' because I do not believe that there was any shrimp in there, Andy. Mm. I think it was mostly like a shredded crab. Oyster? Some oysters in your quiche? No, don't no. think so. Seaweed? Mm, I didn't see any seaweed. Some krill? Perhaps some Whenever corn. I seaweed... <laughs> You pull it out of the ground. I pull it out of the ground and I <laughs> save it up to sell the leaf because he pays $20 a bundle for it. 20 bells a bundle. Excuse me. 20 B a B. Yeah. 20 B a B. Man, Andy, this leaf. Was... Yeah, maybe interrupting you is my new thing. Maybe I guess. Life. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's a, it's a good bit <laughs> uh, for me. I love it. Lace Erickson. <laughs> yep. This is really Son good. Son of Andy. Eric. Super. Super cheesy. I think they may have used like some Munster cheese or some kind of like a a, a Swissy tang. More Herman or more of a Lily. Uh, and boy, did just it have a good straight, cheese pull it to now. it. Uh, the egg was nice and eggy. Had some good color on the top. And then the seafood, like I said, it was mostly some shredded cab. Quite possibly canned. What did you do when you saw it? I said... Ooh, I see food. I want to eat this food right now. <laughs> that was what you said earlier, uh-huh. right? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to cut that out, though. So it just sounds like you did that on your own. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. It, it, was, it was really very good. I read some reviews of this place online, 
and all the positives are like the highest highs of positivity that I saw towards this restaurant were directed at the quiche. So I decided I'd go with that. And boy, did I like it, Andy. Would oh. recommend. Plus, got a rotating cast of quiches, Andy. Ro- you said rotating. A rotating cache of ki- a cast of quiches. <laughs> rotating cash. Pretty good quiche, Andy. Pretty good quiche. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> 99 episodes. I think that's about as good an answer as any. You brought me this morning some spinach lasagna, a vegetarian's delight. Wow. There's an exclamation point on the menu. Fresh spinach, ricotta, and provolone cheese layered with pasta and our marinara sauce. Mm. It's always weird to me to have marinara sauce on any kind of dish that has like ricotta and spinach. Sure. You know, I feel like I've had some spinach ricotta raviolis mm. with marinara sauce, but... uh I always do picture a white sauce. I yep. was I was expecting like a white uh, lasagna whenever you asked me to get this for you. Absolutely, and uh, it was still uh, pretty good. It was a fine. It was a fine lasagna. It didn't blow me away or anything. It, I enjoy getting some. If I'm going to get lasagna, I almost always will go for a vegetarian version because sure. it's just kind of slop food and there's no reason to get meat. You know. I don't, I don't know. You get a nice Italian sausage in a lasagna, okay, though. Okay, fine. Ooh, Andy, I'm just trying to eat a little less meat, Dan. I got to say, oh. Well, just say that, you c- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love... I love watching. I love you, you eat my, eat the meal I ordered yes, in front of okay, me. Okay, yes, yeah. Finally, some context for that bleeped out word for the for the listeners. I don't know how now much they, silence I'm going to leave in, but like I just had to take a moment with my head in my fully in my hands. <laughs> oh boy, what was I even talking about? Spinach uh, lasagna. Spinach lasagna. Seems like you liked it all right. It was pretty good. I mean. I would not, not go out of my way to order this again. It was very heavy, very rich. The middle were, was my favorite. There was the most ricotta taste in the Ooh. middle, and I thought the spinach was cooked really well. Um, you can sometimes cook spinach down so much that it's just like gooey and weird, but this still had sort of a leafy texture to it. It's still been cooked. It's very oily. I'm not saying it tastes like raw spinach, but it still had some texture left, which was cool, and you could like get some of it on your fork. Like whenever you spin your fork around to get spaghetti, you could like you know still play sure. with the spinach. Uh-huh. I'd love to play with my yeah, spinach. Absolutely, Dan. you get your fingers in there. Mm-hmm. W- no, did I, you get a centerpiece of lasagna? Did, did you notice any way. kind of crinkle on the edges? No. Oh, okay. It did seem like a centerpiece. I like a little bit of the crispy mm-hmm. edge piece, but uh, yeah. I want I want a corner. Oh yeah. If, yeah. If it's something cooked in a in a square or a uh, rectangle, I want a corner piece. I don't care what it is. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> what I'm eating. <laughs> like a J. Jonah Jameson type. <laughs> Bring me quarter piece. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get me those trippy edges. That way, there, I just didn't enunciate anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear what you said. That's a J. Jonah Jameson thing, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Said, hope you have a really nice day. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you sounded like one of those Boonville boys. <laughs> I miss the. I miss them. I miss the Boonville. <laughs> I bet boys. you do. 
miss my miss my pack. <laughs> Barking up a ruckus. Uh, a barkus? No. <laughs> Andy, should we move on to the sandwiches? It was a good spinach. Was, okay, uh-huh. so it was a good. The spinach lasagna was pretty decent. However, I, I don't think it tasted that much different than you might expect from like a frozen Amy's entree. Sure. Like it, it was fine. It was just a rich, creamy, kind of gooey mess of an entree. Love Amy's. And uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. It's fine. I, I don't think any of these entrees that we try to like what you go to this place for. And what you go to this place for, Dan, is the sandwiches. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a deli. Yeah. So let's get into that. I, I'm going to start, Dan. Please. Since I, I tried two and you tried one. Mm-hmm. The first one that I ordered was the Deli Delight. Wow. Hot beef pastrami, Genua salami. Now you got this because you love <laughs> Hot beef pastrami, Genua salami, Swiss cheese, provolone cheese, tomato, onion, and German mustard on rye. German mustard. Nice. And... The menu makes sure to mention that this is a triple decker. Wow. Is that a thing? <laughs> yes, Andy, it is. Fine. This was a tall, fat sandwich <laughs> with more meat than bread, despite that there were three slices Ooh. of bread. Uh, seedy, heavily textured rye bread. Dan, does anything you try have the rye? No, no. I don't I don't know where they're sourcing their bread, but we'll probably come back to that. This is good bread. Love a textured really good. bread. You can see back that it's packaged. So they're they're I don't think they're making it sure. in-house, but wherever they're getting it from, it's it's really tasty bread. Uh had yeah, it three slices of this great bread. When they say triple decker, they're just saying that it's a club style mm-hmm. sandwich with three slices of bread. The bottom two slices were had a light spread of the German mustard. I was worried about the mustard because a little goes a long way because mustard is very pungent and flavorful, but uh, I shouldn't have been worried. Uh, this had just the right amount of mustard. You could taste it pretty very clearly, but it didn't overpower anything else on the sandwich. This is a lot of strong flavors for a single san- sandwich already, just oh, yeah. the bread and the mustard. Uh, the salami taste did kind of get lost with the rye and the mustard. However... I don't know if you know, but like the different types of salami, Dan. G- Genoa, Genoa, I don't know how to say it. Genoa. I, Genoa, yeah. I Genoa know. salami uh, is characterized by pepper seasoning, and it's it has to be refrigerated. Sure. Some salamis are just like come in a hard roll and don't have to be refrigerated. You can just slice them off. Uh, Genoa salami is more like a traditional cold cut that has to be refrigerated. It's mostly really? seasoned with pepper and I didn't know. nothing else, like just peppercorn. So it makes sense that it would be paired with pastrami, which is cold cold cuts or heated up cuts of beef with uh, peppercorn as well and other yeah. peppers. And you're a bit of a pastrami mommy. Absolutely. I'm not going to go through my whole pastrami thing again. Mm. I think I've done it a couple of times. No. You can go back and hear it. You know, that. Uh, let's welcome. This is a, seems like a really good time in the middle of the show to stop and welcome our new listeners. <laughs> so we have several this week. Our numbers spiked this week, Dan, or I last mean, week. What are we, like 45 minutes ago? I think about we're 45 minutes in. I think about 15 minutes ago would have been a good time to... Uh, not welcome our new listeners, but uh, bid, bid them, them farewell. Bid them farewell. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. They like last episode. This is pretty much on par with that. God, last episode. Let's go back there. You know what? This is just going to become a Spring Food Mo recap podcast. <laughs> Can we just stop this episode and have the rest of the episode be a replay of the last week's? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> see you. See everyone later. Bye. Spring food. Mo!
it, listeners can't tell, but we just we just spent what was it ninety minutes uh-huh. listening to last week's episode. Yeah. Oh, it was a good one. It was really good. Uh-huh. We're gonna have to step it up. It's diminishing returns, though. It gets less and less good every time I hear it. I don't think so. I think it's better. <laughs> okay, so diminishing returns. <laughs> those were the good old days. Uh-huh. We'll never reach those heights again. Wow. <laughs> episode ninety eight. It's all downhill from there. Maybe starting next week. After next week, maybe we should stop being meta. <laughs> Every episode should just be about itself. Yeah, yeah. Some some evergreen stuff, some stuff that doesn't require you to have listened since the very first episode. Yeah, some of that stuff. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> was I talking about a sandwich or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was talking yeah, about the, that uh, d- Deli Delight. The Deli Delight. The pastrami. A lot of strong flavors there in one one place. There was more pastrami than salami. It was about 60-40 split, but the pastrami was on the bottom half of the sandwich. The pastrami wasn't hot, by the way, which was interesting. Mm. It was lukewarm, too cold, just like everything else on the sandwich. And it, it did say hot pastrami on the menu. And I'm you know, I'm not going to get into it again, but I'm always on the lookout for a real hot pastrami where it's been on the grill sure. and served almost like a, a cheesesteak sandwich or something. Ooh. We don't have that. We just straight up don't have it in Springfield as far as I know. Uh, just cold cuts in the, you know, the whole cut style sliced very thin and layered into thick piles. Ooh, like that. We're talking to like we're talking like seven or eight slices of each. They're very thin, but like seven or eight slices of each. Both had a little juiciness to them, but it wasn't like dripping or anything like that. Overall, this is a great deli sandwich. Had a great bite to it. Interestingly, this this did have a tomato in one of the layers, which you wouldn't expect for like you know like a <laughs> the darker colored meats. You don't typically sure. associate. It's more an onion for the topping. But it had a big old slice of tomato on there, and I thought it added a lot to it oh, as yeah, well. Absolutely, this I like, was I like a tomato on my Italian sandwich. It was really tasty, Dan. This was a great sandwich, and mm. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, my, it's not that my expectations were low. It's just I felt like you don't hear about this place that often. Even though you were kind of saying that, it's been around forever, yeah. and you just don't hear about it like you hear about other sandwich places that are also good. But uh, I was pleased. I was pleased with the sandwich. Which, tell me about yours. It sounds like an awesome sandwich, Andy. And I, I, there was a sandwich on the menu that immediately caught my eye, and that was the roast beef on a croissant. That was my second choice, and I'm they've, glad one of us got it. They've got two sandwiches served on croissants, at least as far as I could tell. Two sandwiches with croissant in the title uh roast beef and a turkey the roast beef was very simply hot roast beef swiss cheese dijon mustard on a croissant had the same experience with the roast beef andy definitely wasn't hot uh it had quite a drive from the restaurant to my location where, where you so generously bought brought me the sandwich for lunch not no tip either no, no zero tip uh, almost no acknowledgement that you were even there uh, because i was maybe helping a customer at the time oh this dude 100 percent thought i was grubhub oh yeah absolutely and and i told him too i was like grubhub i i said um i got an order for a dump is there a dump here andy just the moment you we're gonna finish talking i was gonna say i said to the customer forgot my (laughs) drink (laughs) you didn't order a drink no i didn't (laughs) oh boy andy i was pretty excited for this as you can imagine gotta say andy i'll show you a picture after the episode here not 
piled high with the meats, like really? you described. Actually, not piled in any way. Like meat was just very much sliced and laid on top without any kind of crinkling in it. Maybe three, four slices of roast beef. Kind of wish I would have dissected it to count. Uh, three, four slices of roast uh-huh. beef. Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't it four or five seconds? Yes. Yeah. Shoot. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Next time, whenever (laughs) one of us says four to five, we'll have to keep that in our back pocket. Uh, Andy. That's me. I'm surprised what you said about the mustard, because I didn't think that mine had quite enough mustard on there, Andy. Could have used a little more. And, you know, despite... I had two layers. It's got to be the two layers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could be. This had Dijon mustard on it. I Mm. I wonder what the... Was the German mustard... Was it kind of seedy? Dark yellow and seedy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This was just a plain, like, Grey Poupon Dijon, but perfect for a roast beef swish sandwich. It was so seedy. I didn't like know if I liked what it was up to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You thought it was up to something you... This is one of the driest sandwiches I've ever had, Whoa. Andy. It was so dry. It was such a bummer because the the like roast beef had pretty tasty roast oh, beef flavor. I shouldn't have vacuum sealed it. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was problem. <laughs> you shouldn't have stuck a straw in there and sucked out all the uh, Dijon mustard from inside of it. But, uh, you know, you just thought you were doing me a favor. Yeah, just really, really dry. Like the roast beef was dry to the point of like, the only meat I could compare it to would be like a corned beef hash, mm-hmm. like a dry breakfast hash, like the f- fake chewing tobacco uh, beef jerky that you get at the gas station. You ever I have that? C- I can't believe you'd make that comparison. Hash you no decency. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I asked you a question, <laughs> but you were just so ready for me to stop talking. <laughs> To do um, the hash, you know, decency. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it, though. I liked it. I know what you're talking about with the jerky texture, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So dry. Real, real bummer. I, I was really excited for this one. Would have made a fantastic French dip, though. If I, if mm. I just had some au jus to dip that bad boy in, oh, my goodness. Would have been really good. But as it stands, pretty dry sandwich could definitely use either more mustard or probably a layer of mayonnaise too. I, mm, I no mean, mayo. I no mayo on there. Uh, just pretty plain overall, maybe a little expensive for what it was as some things on the menu here are. I'm going to tell you, Dan, I got a, I got a five-star joke coming up about that. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that I'm done talking about <laughs> my meal. That, that's all the food I tried. So, uh, but beyond our desserts. So why don't you go ahead and get into your last entree and by extension, that five-star joke. <laughs> I've never told a five-star <laughs> joke. Well, we'll Today's see. the day. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Dan, the next sandwich I got was called Our, Our Poor Boy, which I assume is it's like a po' boy sure. sandwich. And I think it's mostly just because it's on a it's served on a toasted French roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had ham, Genoa salami, Provolone cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, mayo, and German mustard on a toasted French roll. I tried to get something different, Dan, but I wound up getting something that has two of the same yep. primary components as the previous sandwich. Sure. However, it was way different. It was very, very different. Man, took this, uh, picked this up. It was with, uh, you know, with another person. Mm-hmm. 
and took this up, went to Sequoia Park. Another one. It's true. <laughs> another person. <laughs> A- another being. Being? Another being. <laughs> another corporeal form. <laughs> That's what he's talking about, right? Uh, yes. Anyway, um, so picked that up, went and uh, had, had it at the Sequoia Park. Ooh. It was a beautiful day, and um, I kind of think maybe that's going to, it's not going to affect my review, but it was a generally positive experience. Most positive. Touch me. Take me to that special place. <laughs> Lead me. You know that song? We got to finish the episode first, <laughs> <Okay>. Dan. <laughs> Sorry, I just got, you know, you, you said beautiful day, and it did. <laughs> Brought me right there. Am I going to say the sandwich was the m- most wonderful thing about that day? Sure. No, I'm definitely not. Because why not? Other things were more wonderful. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, sandwich was a good a good thing about that day, Dan. Uh, the the bread again. The bread was awesome. It was like a French baguette. It was very soft. It had a ton of flavor. Mm. And it had that same uh, German dressing that I liked a lot. And Ooh. again, it wasn't slathered. It was just pretty good. And the proportions on the sandwich are they're just perfectly calibrated. You get a little bit of taste, you get a little taste of everything on there and every bite. Nothing's overpowering and the texture is the same way. You don't have any texture that uh, overpowers all the other ones. It's just a re- very good sandwich. And Did you share any of that bread with any of the ducks up there? No, actually we were talking about that while we were there. You're not supposed to do that cuz the bread is not good for them. Yeah. Yeah, apparently not. Didn't know that. I mean, I, I did feed one duck half of my roll. <laughs> they sure do love it, though. They do, like, yeah. I, I mean, if it's not so good for them, why are they eating it up like little madmen? Yeah, there's no... That's, human beings certainly don't eat things that are not good for them. No. Compulsively. We're smart. <laughs> <laughs> As I bite into a, a scoop of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was great. Did we talk about the potato salad? I guess we better. Oh, yeah, I got into it briefly. I mean, pretty much all the same components as the loaded potato soup. Uh, I think it's called Famous Potato Salad, right? Really? Yeah. Well, so it's a good place to end. I Well, I mean, we do have one more thing after this. Of course, the desserts. Oh, that's right. Uh, that would be the ending. Uh, but this is the beginning of the ending. I, yeah, I didn't like the potato salad very much. It's interesting. I, I thought it was fine. I, it was mostly like it? the texture of the potatoes for me. We've had several potato salads lately. Actually, I think two of the ones that we tried were on a, a What You Eat an episode. Uh-huh. And this, I would probably rank in the middle of the ones that we've tried lately. I, I liked it. I could, you could use a little bit more uh, salt. Unlike some of the other ones we've tried, I felt like this was mostly just one texture. Everything was just sort of mixed together pretty thoroughly in a... I don't know. Thought it was fine. Thought it was fine. Sure, it was acceptable. Uh, I feel like I liked it uh, way more than you. Now you have to sub this. You have to sub this in for in on, in on your order. It's like two dollars more to add the potato oh, salad. Really? I'm not yeah. totally sure it's worth that. I I mean, would it have come with a salad for no chips extra cost? Oh yes, that's right, Andy, and we need to get into that too. Get of course. You know, your order, your sandwich orders come with a bag of Lay's potato chips, just original. Or you can upgrade that bag, Andy, of course, to potato salad for $2. Or if you want a bag of Lay's so baked potato chips, that's an 89 cent upcharge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're missing something here, Dan. They actually open up the Lay's potato chips, uh-huh. put them on a pan, oh, and then bake them for you there. Okay. Well, that's well worth the price. But then they put them back into a baked Lay's bag, which they buy separately. 
oh, well, yeah, I feel like they're probably still losing some money on that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so they just pour the actual baked Lay's brand potato chips in the garbage, I'm assuming? Yeah, uh, yes, definitely. Or do they get the bags empty? No, they pour them out. Okay. It's more efficient that way. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's why I said it. <laughs> Andy, did you get anything for dessert the first time you went? The first time I went, I did not. However... I saw the dessert case because I, I think they may list desserts on the online menu, but I don't know if they weren't specific or I just decided not to order any when I called in. But they had them on display right by where mm. you pick up the food. And the first time I went, they had three different ones. And I was like, okay, well, maybe next time I'll come in and get a couple of these to try. And then the, nec- then the, the next time I was in, actually, I only got your food, Dan, because I uh, had plans to eat, with, eat there with somebody else sure. the next day. And also, I was like, uh, I'm going to... Pick up, pick something I like up by Dan's work because it's kind of far from the old oh, uh, yeah. abode for me. I'm not going to reveal where it was, but it's one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. I never get out there because it's far away. So I took that opportunity. Anyway, I went ahead and uh, starts with a B, ends with an owbow. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, uh, one of my favorite places. <laughs> if I believe I've talked about it on the show yep. recently. Yeah. I added pecan bars because they were the only options mm-hmm. when I was was there the second time. They only had one. Still had them up there this time. Right they before are I came over today. Small, very small, very small, and they were like a dollar thirty nine for one of them. And I was like, man, that's not a very good value. Teeny tiny. Which you know, Dan, I had that uh, sandwich called our poor boy. Uh huh. And uh, that's what you and I were after eating here. It's so expensive. Now, this was the five-star joke, I'm assuming, <laughs> that you so initially forgot to say. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Even though we really hyped it up. Uh, what do you yeah. think? Five out of five? Um, 4.8. Yes, 4.8. Yeah, pretty close. Yes. Yeah, and I definitely do feel like a, a, a poor boy. Maybe I should put a, little more, put a little more zest on it. Yeah. Let me try it again. Uh-huh. After tip, I spent $36 Dan, on our meal today. Dan, you know... I got that sandwich called Our Poor Boy. Mm-hmm. And that's like us yes. after eating here. Is that better? I think that might have made it go down a little bit. <laughs> I think now we're in like 3.7 Maybe, territory. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll bring it down. I'll bring it down. Okay, go ahead. Set me up. Set you up? Yeah. Uh, You're talking. How about the prices here, Andy? Well, Dan, um, you know, I, earlier I got that sandwich called Our Poor Boy, uh-huh. and that's kind of like that's kind of like you and me after eating here. Poor. Uh, still, still diminishing returns for me. We're we're in the two point five area. Let me give it a spin. Okay. Well, I guess that about wraps up our review of Nearly Famous. Now, Andy, you see this? You hear about this? <laughs> <laughs> they they have this sandwich up there. You may have gotten it. Uh, I don't know if you talked about it just now. It's called the poor boy. Our poor boy. Our I did poor get our poor boy. boy. Now, uh, after ordering that, that time, it's almost like we're our own poor boys. <laughs> That's the kind of energy you want to bring to it, Andy. That's a five-star joke. All right. Let me give another shot. Andy, you doing anything this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> well actually dude, i was thinking about this uh the sandwich i tried was called our poor boy oh the the one at nearly famous deli uh-huh uh-huh and it's very what that have on it? it's very funny that it's called that 
Because after we ate there, you and I were a couple of poor boys. But you're the only one who ate the sandwich. <laughs> it's, I don't know, Dan. We'll come back to that yeah, next week. We'll give, it, just, we'll give it another. Let's try those again next week. Stay tuned to the outtakes. We actually oh got to cut out about 10, 10 attempts. <laughs> Andy. Uh-huh. Desserts. The pecan bar. Yeah. So it was small. It was really small, but once I actually, once I was actually eating it, I was kind of grateful that it was so small because mm-hmm. it's really rich, ooey gooey butter ooey cake. Gooey. Yeah, it, it uh, tasted style of richness. Absolutely. I mean, it was like the filling of a pecan pie, mm-hmm. pretty much. And uh, I liked it. I liked it. They had the, they weren't whole pecans. They were definitely like the uh, chopped up pecans, and I liked the texture quite a bit. So you got a lot of little pecan pieces, even though it was a small little square. Yeah. So I pretty, thought it was fine. Pretty good. That was all right. Try any other ones? Andy. Mm. I didn't, but I've got one here right in front of me oh. for a little segment I call Andy and Dan Try This Lemon Cookie. <laughs> Andy and Dan have a plan Andy today. They're going to try a lemon, lemon cookie. cookie. <laughs> it's climbing up the charts already. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Andy, I... Whenever I was ordering there today, the person who served me was so, so nice. Definitely a uh, top, you know, a, a top-ranked server. Uh, high enough even to uh, reach the levels of whatever our award is, the Distinguished Medal of Honor or whatever. Uh, the Spring Food Mo Purple Heart for... Uh, I don't remember. Just to describe, Dan is <laughs> attempting to remove the saran wrap from a cookie There's right now. so much <laughs> saran wrap, and I cannot find where it starts. Holding his microphone, uh, pressing pressing his arm against his uh-huh. uh, chest to hold the microphone so that he might use both hands to open it. Yes, it, it's a it's a real two-hander here, and uh, I'm going to go ahead. No, no, you got to keep doing it so I can okay. take a picture. Okay. All right. So, Andy, the reason I'm making us try this here on the air is because along with the cookie, which I have just now breached the saran wrap layer along with this cup cookie, I was given (laughs) (laughs) yes, the hole's been breached. Uh The hole has in fact been breached. Uh, I, I can really get my hand around this cookie now, Andy. And, before you take a bite of this, Andy, I was given some explicit instructions mm. whenever I ordered this cookie. I was told to eat it icing side down. Oh, Get so the icing on your tongue. Absolutely. That's the only way. Really? Yeah. If you got some iced, yeah, definitely. Okay. I didn't know this, but I'm, I'm going to... I mean, I vary it up. I try it both ways, but that's like, it's an important thing to do. So she specifically told me to do this because she said not only is there lemon juice and zest in the cookie, but there's lemon juice and zest in the icing. Nice. And you want to really light up that lemon flavor. That's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's lemony, but it's like not insanely lemony or anything like that. Yeah, not not quite the uh, the experience I was told I was going to have. I think she said it would uh, bro- blow my freaking little mind. Um, 
She didn't actually say that. I don't want to slander this very nice I mean, woman. She, she, she was so nice. Realize your mind is little, though. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, she said, hey, you little baby-brained freak. You, 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 you want to uh, have the ride of your life uh, with with this freaking lemon cookie? Put it on your tongue, and it's, it's going to light you up. And I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about wraps it up this week, Andy, for, for our review of... You know, we've done a really good job of keeping it together. Oh, boy, have you know? we. I just think we ought to take a moment to appreciate that how well we've stayed on track yes, through this hour-long review. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many Brentwood burn victims would you rate? What? <laughs> Oh, yes, you did tell me about the segment in the bio that I missed where this place did very sadly burn down. Yeah. Out of how many, uh, out of five, zero to five, how many Brentwood burn victims mm-hmm. would yes. you rate Nearly Famous Deli? Andy. Yeah. Deli and Pasta House. I think I'm going to go, I don't know, I really liked the quiche, but I was pretty lukewarm on just about everything else. So I'm going to go three, mm. which I... I, it almost feels a little high, but as much as I like that quiche, I, I, don't, I don't think I can go any lower than that. I, I, I thought it was lovely. And they've got like a like a McMuffin clone there. They've got some different like breakfast sandwiches and stuff that, I, that I'd be more interested to try because I really was into this quiche. So yeah, yeah, three. Three stars. We should mention that they do a fine dining thing at night. Oh, yeah. They're open for dinner because they're, they're not open for dinner mm-hmm. right now, just lunch. Seems like we should not be reviewing it right uh, now. I mean, I don't. It was so expensive that I don't know that. Oh, yeah. I think they're mostly a lunch place anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I thought this every sandwich I tried was really good. And yeah, your sandwiches sounded great. Yeah, I think primarily as a sandwich place is probably how I'm going to be thinking about this place in the future. And it's kind of how I was thinking about it before, and it's certainly how it was framed in every article I read about the place. Because, you know, if you'd read it, if you listened to the bio, Dan, you would... I'm not, not shaming mm-hmm. you for not listening. I'm saying if you had heard it, yeah. um, you would know that owning a delicatessen had been like a childhood dream of the original owner, Susie Dunville Powell. Um, and it just was always framed as a deli. So I'm judging it as a deli, and I think as a deli, um, it's it's probably a little bit too expensive for what it is. It's kind of South Side Brentwood area, you know. I guess people people over there can afford it. Mm-hmm. I live mm-hmm. pretty pretty close to this place. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to dox some of our listeners that we know definitely live in that neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, we know um, the address of all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who I'm talking about specifically whenever we're done here, Dan. <laughs> that person knows who they are. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> Richie Rich. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, Richard Rich is the person's name. Oh, he listens. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not the cartoon part. It's an actual person uh-huh. in Springfield. Yeah. Richard no, no, Rich. No, Richard. Lives in the Brentwood yeah. area. Dick Rich. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, it's, it's it's this is an expensive restaurant. It's, it's maybe a little too expensive to be a place that I would go regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another place... I'm not going to reveal what place it is, but it's a it's a shop that sells subs that I think is on the same level and is about half the mm-hmm. price that I would go much more frequently or have gone much more frequently. A and shop of subs, yeah, something like. I mean, it's just a shop that sells submarine yeah. sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to reveal which one it is mm-hmm. though. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go four on this, Dan. I, oh, I had wow. really I had a really good I had really good experiences every time I ate there, with the exception being this morning when I you know I was just trying to try something different than yeah. the thing that I tried. That everything I tried that wasn't a sandwich. Uh, wasn't as great, but the sandwiches I tried were awesome. So four four stars, 
for uh, Nearly Famous Deli, and also five historical stars for Susie Dunville Powell. Wow. Just seems like a wonderful wonderful human being, and thank you for your service. You never, She's not going to hear this, Mm-mm. but thank you for all the service to the city. Oh, boy, Dan. Ugh. I guess it's about time for our uh, second of three segments that uh-huh. we have totally planned out today. Oh, that segment. Oh, boy, Andy. I, I, this is when I've... I've actually had this guest booked a couple weeks back now, and uh-huh. uh, you know we, we have... We have quite the stable of special guests here on the show, and, uh-huh. uh, but lately, no repeats. All all new people, uh, which which is pretty exciting. I mean, it must mean the word is getting out about the show. Um, kind of surprising how much it's getting out outside of the Springfield area, um, especially overseas uh, across the pond, as they say. I've, Maybe I've been that's learning why we had that, that spike in numbers last week. Oh, absolutely. I think so. I think, uh, well, I mean, it was probably tied to the promotion of Scoob mm. um, because Scoob is out there doing Buku Bafobio. Yes, yes, Buku Bafobio. Uh, but funnily enough, we've got, got another kind of movie-related guests oh, cool. this week. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, get them in here. Bring Come on, on in. in. Come on in. Hey, Arians. How's you doing? Hi. Hey, i So honored to have you here. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm honored to be here, honestly, and uh, uh, it, it's fine that you guys have me on here. I was outside the door, so I didn't hear if you, uh, if you had already introduced me or not. Oh, yeah, I introduced you. I guess Dan, Dan stepped out for a second. Did we get some air? Oh yeah, yeah. He said that he was gonna go smoke a cigarette, but that uh, that you could take care of the rest of it. Well, uh, just just in case our listeners can't tell, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I don't expect all your listeners to know my voice here. You, of course, recognize me because you're a cultured young fellow, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'm you know, all, you know all about the good music and the good movies and stuff. So you're familiar with my work, obviously. Uh-huh. Totally. My name, of course, is Ron Arberton. Of the Quad City DJs. <laughs> I know one song that you've done. Yeah. Is that, is that funny? I mean, you? I did recognize you, recognize you on site, but uh, I know one song that you did. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. What's the Quad City? Oh, boy, Andy. No, you would think it's, it's, it's not, a, not even one city, but rather an amalgamation of four different cities. Uh, but it is in fact Tallahassee, Florida. What? Really? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Quad City DJs, uh, big big movers and shapers, movers and shapers in the uh, in the uh, Miami based sound movement there. Oh, and uh, I of course am a founding member. Me, Ron Arberton. Uh, I'm from Chicago, but uh, I I relocated to. Uh, the Tallahassee, Florida, there to 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 be with the uh, Quad City DJs. My my fe- fellow DJs there, of course. You got Jay Ski. Oh yeah, he's been uh, on. He's been on here before. CC Lemonhead. <laughs> uh, and then Jelana Lafleur. Wonder if CC would have liked those uh, cookies we just had. No, hates lemon stuff. Oh, that's that's a big thing about CC, and he hates whenever people ask him about that. In fact. I'm not even going to be able to pass this episode along to him because he'd get so ticked off <laughs> if he heard that and pardon my language there. So you boys, I mean, well, you boy, you boy, boy. Andy, that's uh, me. I'm a boy. I forgot that your co-host here was out in the hall smoking a cigarette. Why doesn't he step outside to do that? It's really sticking up in here. Not know that he smoked. Well, I mean, 
He probably doesn't want to tell you because he doesn't think you're very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, though. I'm a big fan of your work. Thanks. You more of an Andy guy? You know, I don't like to take sides. I <laughs> I, I really like y'all both, but uh, I really appreciate all the work you put into the uh, those bio segments there, and I, oh, I think those you. are some of my favorite parts of the week. And uh, whenever it gets a little later into the episode, into the, uh, uh, excuse my language, some of the uh, more uh, blue segments, mm-hmm. uh, I don't love those. Oh. They're kind of... Uh, you don't you like know. it when we have guests on, and yet you wanted to come and be a well, guest on yeah, the show. Yeah, you know, I wanted to shake up the last half of the show here and uh, show that. That's right, we're only halfway uh, through. <laughs> oh boy, Andy, uh-huh. I of course am here this week to get the word out. Oh, the good word. Yeah, now I of course am one of the founding members of the Quad City of DJs. Course. Not a lot of people know that uh, around the time that the Quad City DJs did break into the stratosphere as a sort of bigger group was uh, about the same time that I, you know, had a bit of a forced exit from the group, which is really unfortunate. And uh, uh, I'm afraid that in the near future, we're going to be hearing some more Quad City DJs. And I just want to get out in front of this thing and really let people know. That if it weren't for me, Ron Arberton, wouldn't be no Quad City DJs, and there wouldn't be no, I mean, there wouldn't be no Space Jam. That's oh. yeah, that's right, that's right. You're responsible for the existence of Space Jam. Well, I mean, you could say that. Uh, it's a jelly made from meteors. Oh come on, Andy, don't don't be silly. Now we're talking about serious stuff here. Of course, the the uh, mid '90s film Space Jam, starring oh, uh, the, uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, who else is in that movie? There is Bill Bugs Murray Bunny? in that. Oh yeah, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. You know uh, the last song in the soundtrack, which is a song called "Buggin," in which Bugs Bunny raps. Uh-huh. I mean, it's obviously the voice of Oh yeah, absolutely. Mel Blanc. No wait, never mind. Bugs Bunny is a real person. Big fan of that song. Um, written by Sean Carter. Uh-huh. Oh, Jay-Z. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wild stuff. Oh, yeah. I Never... met him while he was writing that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice, nice person. Oh, great guy. I, in fact, I love most of the Space Jam soundtrack. tell you anything about his famous song, Big Crimpin'? No, he didn't mention that. He um, mostly just uh, kind of wanted to get away from me, oh. truly. Mm. So here's the thing, Andy. I introduced the group to Michael Jordan. Oh, I'm a Chicago fellow. I knew the guy. We were like this two peas in a pod. Uh, third P being uh, Scotty Pippen. Of course, there's there are three peas in a pod. I don't know why that's a turn of phrase like two peas in a pod. I guess some pea pods only have come, two peas. Come here to dispute common colloquialism. It just seems silly to me. You know, the, the pea pod that I have like pictured in my head here. Uh, well, that's a lot of alliteration there. Excuse my language. Uh, <laughs> but it has three P's in it, of course. So the third P would be uh, Scotty Pippen, who I was also buds with. Didn't appear in the movie, though. Well, how would you suggest that, you know, English speakers change that phrase? Uh, I don't know. I say they either stop using it all altogether or start to breed pea pods that only have two no, no, P's no. exclusively. It seems way too hard to just stop saying something. That, that, that people think is wrong. 
I, I agree. I, I'm not, I refuse to I change. Agree. I refuse to change the way I speak. I totally agree with you, and I won't let the SJW police <laughs> shut me down <laughs> now or ever. I'll say whatever I want, anytime I want. I don't give a bull's tail. Excuse my <laughs> French, Andy. Wait, something you said French? Well, yes, bu- bull's tail. <laughs> I meet Michael Jordan. I know Michael Jordan. Excuse me. Good God. He says, we want to do a movie. He's a big fan of the Quad City uh-huh. DJ sound. He loves the Miami-based sound. Loves everything we're doing with the whistles. He's not so much of the Tallahassee treble, though. No, no. Hates that stuff too too trebly mm. uh, for his taste. Uh, big fan of Miami-based sound of us, the Quad City DJs here. So he comes to me asking if he can use my song because he's making this movie called Space Jam. Uh-huh. And they want to use my song that I wrote for the Quad City DJs. I, of course, am founding member. They want to use my song, Slam Jam, for this Space Jam movie. And they want to rename it Space Jam. Okay. Okay. You getting this? <laughs> they want to rename it Space Jam? Well, yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 I mean, you listen to the song. It's all about slamming and jamming, of uh-huh. course. It's about a slam jam, a good old-fashioned slam jam down in Tallahassee, Florida. B-ball, James Maysmith. And they come in and they say, we just want to change one word. Uh-huh. Just change slam to space in the chorus. And there we go. We got it. And I say, absolutely not. No way <laughs> in heck. I'll be dead in my freaking grave. Pardon my language before you, you use my grave. song and change the meaning. To be about a space jam. What does that even mean? I don't know. What is that like a a jelly made out of like ground up meteorites and stars or something? I think it's the band Fish playing on the moon. Yeah. I mean, something like that probably would have fit better. Instead, they want to use my <laughs> song Slam Jam and change the lyrics to be Space Jam. So I just wanted to get out ahead of this. You know, uh, LeBron James, he's uh, making Space Jam 2, mm. you know. I forget the Maybe subtitle there. Sometime. Well, he's, I mean, it's, it's being made. Animation, that's the wave of the future. LeBron just got to set up a nice uh, green screen in his house, his home gym, and yeah. they can shoot the whole freaking movie there. Pardon my language. But again, they're asking me to give up the rights to the Slam Jam song, and they want Migos to hop on it now. <laughs> <laughs> you get this? These Migos guys hopping on the Slam Jam. And I say, and once again, absolutely not. No way. Uh, but but yeah, uh, why Migos and not Yugos? That's what I said. And also, don't change Slam to Space because it's about a Slam Jam. It's not about a Space Jam. <laughs> what even is that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I, you've said it several times at this point. I think I got it. So, you know, I know I know that your audience has a, you had a pretty big following here. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I just figured, you know, everybody's got this. Hundreds of Brentwood's finest. Yes. Oh, yeah. All around the Brentwood area, your listeners come from real rich, bougie types. (laughs) Pardon my French. (laughs) That that actually was French. (laughs) So I wanted to get out there in front of this and let the people hear the original version of the slam jam because everybody's got the space jam stuck in their head they're singing it every day of the week they listen to it at least twice in the morning two (laughs) times in the afternoon two times in the evening they wake up to the crop pardon my language (laughs) the crop (laughs) they wake up to the crop pardon my language (laughs) 
and I just wanted to get out there and uh, let people hear the original version, the Slam Jam, so that they can have that stuck in their heads. Sure. And, uh, you know, it, it, if that's okay. If that's yeah. okay. So you brought it with you? Oh, absolutely, Andy. Well, pass me the, or I'll pass you the aux cord and you just plug it in, okay? No, I've got a, I've got a cassette tape. Oh, well. It's a VHS tape that I recorded audio <laughs> only. Oh. Gotcha. Well, I don't have a... Kept the lens cap on. I don't have a cassette player, but I do have a v, uh, v, VCR, so that'll work. Yeah. You know. Okay. okay. Then you got it all hooked up to your rig up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just going to stick that in and... Cool. I'm going to hit play right now. Here we go. So this is the original version of the Space Jam. Of course, the Slam Jam by me, Ron Arberton of the Quad City DJs. So here we go. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the slam jam. It's the slam, it's the jam at the slam jam. It's slam. Is that it or? Well, yeah, I mean, this is the part where uh, Ski would be going. CC Lemonhead gets in at this point. Sorry, I only do the first part. The rest, that's uh, CC Lemonhead and Ski Johnson. So just to be clear. Well, what are you doing? You, you Why'd you only, turn my tunes off? You only do the slam jam part at the beginning. Well, yeah, the rest, that's Ski and CC. I, could, I couldn't do their parts if I tried. Why didn't you have... Why aren't they on this track? Well, I was kicked out of the Quad City DJs, of course, for refusing to license my famous song, the Slam Jam, to space. Have you not been listening? Yeah. No, but I just figured that the rest of the band would be on the track. You wouldn't just have a version that only had your part. No, that's the Slam Jam, baby. You want to do you want to do your version? You want to do your part one more time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let's let's do that then. So you hear the roar of the crowd. That was my idea. This is like a commentary track now. Oh, yeah. Song. But you're still going to sing, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody get up. It's time to <laughs> slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the slam jam. It's the slam at the jam. Come on, slam jam. All slam. Now everybody's slam jamming. Ski's doing his thing. Cece's going crazy. But that's all. That's your whole I mean, that's my part. There's like four more minutes to the song, at least. What are you doing? It was just about to get to the good part. I'm so glad you came today. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm just glad I could get the real true blue original version of the slam jam out there before this space jam 2 nonsense comes out and everybody thinks all over again that it's all about the space jam which what even the heck is that pardon my language i mean they they're playing basketball on on another planet and in the movie space jams like a jam like a slam dunk okay so uh you're saying earth isn't in space You're sounding like a bit of a dummy right now. Pardon my language, Andy. Thank you so much for coming. But I'm going to have to get out of here right (laughs) now. And uh, oh, hey, Dan's back, actually. Hey, buddy. How's your SIG? (laughs) Good. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good to hear it. Well, I, I think we may have only one segment left. And I just uh-huh. realized in my <laughs> oh yes, yes, you got a very long headphone cord going here. Uh, Andy, we uh-huh. of course have one last segment on the show this week. Our most popular segment of all time. Probably going to lose a lot of listeners after this week because it's the last week of the segment, Andy. Devs Corner. Yeah, I that do. would be Dan and Andy's Devs and RuPaul's Drag Race Corner. I do have a Devs update. Oh, um, I followed Kaylee Spanny on Twitter this uh-huh. week. Me too. And uh, she has not updated in three years. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, very fortunately because uh, it's good for a nice young celeb to not get themselves canceled on Twitter. Well, I was uh, just hoping, ho- hoping that uh-huh. uh, we could get her to come on the show. We can absolutely get her to mm-hmm. go on the show. We got all sorts of contacts out there with their fingers over in Hollywood, CA. We um, have a pretty big get coming up. I actually made contact with somebody that I was like pretty thrilled that was interested in doing it. Oh, you really? already know about this. Oh, awesome. We're yeah. not going to reveal Patrick who it Stewart's is, coming back on yeah. the show. That's cool. Uh, very famous. Was that, was that all you had to say about devs? Yeah, it's over. Andy, that's done. As is RuPaul's Drag Race. Season 12, mm. that is. I mean, All-Stars starts next week, but I don't know. I, th- I think I might have to save the All-Stars updates for the bonus episodes, especially considering that there's nobody from Springfield, Missouri yeah. featured in them. Andy, Crystal didn't win. She was, I know. She was top three. Uh, I would say that she came in second. Um, although the final decision was made from a group of three, they didn't eliminate any of them first. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I would say she definitely came in second. She, uh, her final look of the series, incredible. Yeah. Given me big cough, big Kefka from Final Fantasy VI energy, the wow. main enemy in Final no, Fantasy never VI. Never played it. Go check out my Twitter for a post where I put her look side by side with art renderings of Kefka and, uh, they look very similar. Also, great video game villain, Kefka. She retweet. She retweet you. She didn't retweet me. The, all, I I've tweeted so many things at Crystal Method. No recognition. Maybe she's got me muted. Probably uh, so. Maybe she just really doesn't like doesn't, the things I'm saying. Doesn't check those mentions. Probably. <laughs> she probably doesn't check those mentions. It's probably just getting to be too much for. Her. Uh, she had the biggest laugh of the entire season last night when she performed a uh, homemade Springfield homemade music video for I'm like a bird where oh I I saw this gift and it's not even in my like Twitter realm it People is are passing it around so funny uh-huh. Andy just I, I don't even want to spoil don't, it. Go, yeah go seek it out watch the entire video uh, because her her like voice for comedy is so good like the timing of that video for when like the big joke finally hits is just perfect and i loved it i obviously stan andy i also had my very first golden girl pizza experience last night because we wanted something real good to eat with the finale and it's it's the best pizza in town it's the best pizza in town Uh, rogan was not kidding he don't kid. No kidding. No kidding happening from Rogan. Um, is my 30 seconds almost up? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd even bother. Real crispy pepperonis on those bad boys. Great crust. Also had the mushroom pizza. Oh, my God. Get out there to Golden Girl Rum Club. Try those pizzas. And uh, Golden Girl Rum Club. Go ahead and uh, 
Go and throw us a few bucks. <laughs> cut the check, Rogan. Cut, cut the check, Hashtag Rogan. Cut the check, Rogan. Love to be telling all these people to cut the check in the uh, very stable time for uh, <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. Seems uh, very sensitive to their plight. So go ahead and cut the check. Yeah, uh, Vance. Did I already tell the story about how Vance Hall commented on the photo of me making a grilled cheese? And I told him I'd give him, uh, I'd let him use the recipe for a 60% commission. <laughs> And then I said, uh, you know what? Make it 55% pandemic rate. Uh-huh. <laughs> he said I was a good man. Oh, wow. Well, he's right. <laughs> anyway, just going off what you said there, Dan. Uh-huh. Tired, man. Me too. <laughs> Ready for this thing to be over with. Oh, we got to figure out what we're going to do for the 100th episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> yeah, that's next week, Maybe folks. quit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Last episode of Spring Food Bow coming up one week from now. We've got one more Tower Club episode, too. Uh, that's still ways. That's like two weeks away. Oh my god! Join the Tower Club, five dollars a month, half of which goes to help feed the hungry people in Springfield. Not the hungry people, mm-hmm. but just hungry people in Springfield because we don't have the Ozarks food harvest. Mm-hmm. But you get at least two bonus episodes of Spring Food Mall a month. One where we do whatever we want, and another one where we try and review as many new restaurants that opened in the previous month as we possible. We try our darndest. And there are definitely some on the radar this time that Ooh. we may actually have some new places for Very the first exciting. time in a while. So. R.I.P. Billiards, Andy. I know. That's Never going to get to have that Billiards burger. That truly sucks. Yeah, no good. Although I hear the Blue Room is still open, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Blue Room is going to be relocating. Relocating. Ooh, that's fantastic yeah. news. I, 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 would, I was really heartbroken to hear that they're closing, and uh, especially because of how great the Blue Room's gotten in the yep. last couple of years. Sure but love it. I, I'm glad the Blue Room will still be around. They obviously know how to put a great room together. Todd Glass approved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go to a comedy show uh, in 2023. And here's to hoping that uh, the Blue Room is, is only better in a new location. Maybe there's a you know good place to queue up for a show. All right. Well, with that, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. So my, my dad sent me an email that said last week's episode was, his, was in his top 10 all time. It absolutely is in my top it's, 10 all time as well. It's very good. I, and, I really uh, loved it. I uh, thought it was going to be awful. <laughs> really? <laughs> that happens a lot. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is going to be one of the bad ones. Oh, no. This was the one of the first times my expectations have just matched the actual listening wow. experience. I well, the felt bits, like it was good coming out. The bits out. were good. <laughs> what bits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting this out. No, I'm not. I'm cutting nothing ever again. Actually, I need to pause real quick. I need to look at the... Okay. Pause. That's what my cat said. You don't have a cat. Says who? <laughs> you on a lot of the episodes. Meow. Did you hear that was him? Oh, wow.
His name's Bottle Cap. <laughs> I say, here, Cappy, here, Cappy. He thinks I'm saying caddy. <laughs> and that's why he comes. Yeah. He brings, Hot roast he brings beef. me the paper in the morning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is my cat a dog? I think your cat <laughs> might be a dog. <laughs> Hot roast beef, Swiss cheese, Dijon mustard on a croissant 